to the Wildfire Tribe podcast. Today we are broadcasting outside again, right down by the river. Our feet are almost touching the water today. Well, actually, your feet are in duck poo right now. (laughs) You can see the duck poo on the ground. We're right along the sides of the bank of the Clarence River in a town called Grafton in New South Wales, Australia. And it is Jacaranda Festival time here in this town. Mm, It's beautiful just seeing all those purple flowers. I think we have more than 1,700 jacaranda trees in this town and they are absolutely spectacular. It's like a mystical wonderland as we start to come into the next couple of weeks where everything's coming into full bloom and it is beautiful. Yes, everywhere you look, we're set right down by the banks of the river, like Kylie said, where our feet are right in amongst the duck poo and the mud. And everywhere you look in the distance, there is the odd jacaranda tree right across the other side of the river. I can see one, two, three, probably about 15 or 20 across the other side. And they're all in bloom right now. And Mm. so right at this time of the year, every year, we'll do a little plug for the town of Grafton, G-R-A-F-T-O-N, if you're listening from another country. And 28 countries have listened so far. Google Grafton. And you'll be able to see what we are talking about when it comes to the Jacaranda Festival. It's a time when people come together and celebrate the trees turning purple, which is absolutely amazing that they actually close off the middle of the main street and they have uh, festivals and stalls and music and all sorts of things. We've never been in a town before where they just stop, where everything just stops to celebrate nature. Yeah, it is beautiful and it kind of fits perfectly in our theme today where or we'll see where the, the, the podcast actually arrives. But we're going to start in a place of refreshed, revived and renewed. So the prefix RE on the, the beginning of those words. Yeah, the cosmic wonder within the RE. Renewal of your mind. What does the re mean? Well, it means there and back again. It means again and again and again. So the renewal of your mind, therefore, is not a one-off. No, it doesn't appear so. It doesn't appear like we get, oh, that's right, we just need to think like this now. And once we learn how to think like this, then that's it. Job done and we don't have to learn how to think anymore. So the, you know, be... Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Is not like, okay, now my mind is renewed, now the job is done. No, it's not a one-off gig. <laughs> oh, well, that's bad news for anybody. That Another one of those words that you hear in the circles that we mix in, in the Christian mystic circles, there's a, or the religious or the church circles, there's this word that I hear used a lot, which is deconstruction. And so in the deconstruction stage of a person's life uh, that people speak of, uh, a stage of unlearning things that they've learnt before to be true, maybe we need to consider that that unlearning and relearning part is perhaps not just a one-off. Yeah. Well, that just got me fascinated now. What is the D prefix? Like be, be renewed by the deconstruction of your mind? <laughs> because there must be something in that too. I, I might just have a look at, at that as we go along. So the prefix RE on the beginning of words suggests that 
then the following word is not just about a one-off occurrence. Renewal, refreshment, a word that we have spoken of before recently in our own private conversation that we're refusing, there's another R word, to use anymore in our own life. And this is up to you. You can do whatever you want. But the word tired with an RE on the beginning of it. Yes, and this is the one that really gets me because this is something that people look forward to. This is something that people speak over their lives, over one another all the time throughout my entire life and no doubt your entire life too is the word retired. So that wonderful time, that mark in your life, that line, that imaginary line that you cross over, where you step into retirement because you're so tired from all that you've done over all of the years that you cannot wait until you are retired. I hear people talk about it as you go about your day, as you have coffees, etc., as you mix with other people. There is occasionally a person who pipes up and says, I cannot wait. I've only got two years to go and then I'm retired. And isn't that simply being tired over and over again? Yes, well, that's what you're saying. That is the (laughs) definition of the word. Not only are you so tired that you need to do something about it, but you're going to step into a place of retirement from your tiredness. So you're stepping into a place of being tired over and over and over again as a response to being tired. Yeah. So I would like to suggest that we have a revolution in that space, just around our language in framing up what we have to look forward to in possibly a time of our life where we might be changing direction, changing careers, changing lifestyle, accessing that superannuation that you've worked so hard to accumulate or whatever it happens to be. But that we would come into that period of our lives and our parents' lives and the generation, the generational shift that we need to come into in that space, that we would come into refreshment rather than retiredment. A revelation of refreshment. Yeah, a revelation of refreshment. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Refreshment. And I think it's one of those things that as we that as we frame up these things for our life and for our future, that we really think about what we're saying. Like that that statement that um, a, a lady made that we walked past the other day in the street while we were out on our walk. And she said that she was picking up all these leaves and she said, what did she say? Okay, so we're not just talking about the prefix re, re, on the beginning of a lot of words, but we're just talking in general about language as well. So the words that we speak that we may not realise that we're saying that have alternative meanings. Yeah, that's right. It's just things in our language that we've just got used to saying. We say them when we're in certain situations and we don't really even realise that we're just speaking negative things over our life or we're we're speaking limitations over our life. We're speaking death over our life. We're speaking all of these things that we actually don't want to be a part of our life. They're just all wound up in these different sayings that we have that we just say. For instance, we live in a house that has massive big trees out the front and it drops a lot of leaves. Pretty much all year round there's a big mess, whether it's 
from bats that come and visit whenever there's berries on the tree and they they pick at them and make a big mess and there's little twigs flying out of them or else the, you know it's change of seasons and the tree drops leaves etc there's a bit of work involved in cleaning up the mess at the front of the house because of these trees which you can choose to pick up or not and our next door neighbor said to us the other day as we were walking past with our dog I am fighting a losing battle and that's one of those things it's one of those things that you say that you probably we don't necessarily give any thought to what we're actually saying that we're in this fight and it's and we're going to lose. It's a losing it's a battle. battle. Why is picking up leaves a battle and why have you decided before you even step into that battle which is not really even a battle and you don't really even have to do it that you're going to be losing. I know. It's only language but are you not saying that this is going to be ongoing and it's a terrible thing to have to be doing and, and I'm never going to win? It's a deflating place to be doing something out of that place where you just already framed up for yourself that, oh, my goodness, like it's such a chore because, it, you know, it's such a losing battle. They never stop falling. I never stop having to pick them up. So alternatively, what could she have said that has more life attached to it that's like a, more of a lifelike frequency? What a beautiful time of year. Like, wow, these trees are just so amazing. Like, it's just such a blessing to have them out the front of our house. And, you know, it's pretty wild. They're having them all, you know, them all falling on the ground. But And I'm glad we'll that get I, there. I get to pick up these things because it keeps me fit. It keeps me active. And I get, to, I get to be out the front when you're walking your dog past and talk to you. Yeah, it's awesome. There's much more lively, lifelike frequency on that conversation than framing up some miserable task that it is that you have to perform. And maybe if you stack up enough of those miserable tasks over and over and over again, you get tired. And then what happens, Kylie? Then you have to do what? Then you have to retire. Yes. But how about instead of retiring, like the opposite of being tired would be to be... Rejuvenated. Refreshed. Refreshed, yep. So when I'm tired... I might have a rest and then I would be refreshed. Exactly. So maybe if you're so tired from whatever it is that you've been doing over and over and over again, you should be looking at having a rest with the intention of being refreshed. Exactly. Rather we than retired or going into retirement. Mm. Like there is a lot of places in our country now that have popped up in the last probably 10 or 20 years that are designed for people uh, even from the age of 50 over to start stepping into or moving into to and they call lifestyle resorts, aren't they? Or mm. lifestyle precincts. That's probably not the right word. Yeah. They used to be called retirement homes. I'm glad they're, they're changing the name of lots of but those places. But they've moved the age down to about 50 now. You can actually enter into one of these lifestyle areas from 50 onwards. And where I was going with that conversation is that I have noticed that once people step into a retirement home or a retirement village, they don't ever come out of there. No. Have you noticed that, Kylie? Yeah, I guess I have. So another thing I was wondering about is... With OHS, which is Occupational Health and Safety, in Australia it's pretty mad. We need all these signs for everything to tell us what to do and what not to do and to keep us safe, etc. I wonder with OHS in retirement villages whether they bother with the exit signs. 
<laughs> because yeah. it doesn't seem like anybody ever leaves. <laughs> Maybe they've removed all the exit signs from the retirement homes. That's funny. And nobody knows how to get out. True, true. Yeah. That just makes me think too. You know what would be torture? What? Being in jail with an exit sign across from you. Especially one that was illuminated that you could see all night. All night. Yeah. Trying to sleep, trying to trying to become refreshed in your sleep. That would be hard. And you can't sleep because there's a light that's on all night and it's saying exit, but you can't leave. Yeah, that would not be... I don't know that that's a very mystical conversation, Kylie. It's not a very Christian mystic conversation that we're having at the moment. Um, what I would like to do whilst we move on to a different stage of the conversation is thank our people that have been supporting us via Patreon and other ways. The only way that Kylie and I have been able to survive for the last few years is via your support. Uh, so we just thank you with every part of us that, there have been people that have heard via whispers from God or however it is that you hear from him that Sean and Kylie uh, possibly need some support to produce this work that they're doing amongst other things. And we thank you that you have been a support of ours that is enabling us to continue to do this plus the other things that we do. For anybody that is listening to the podcast or has been involved in any of the other stuff that we do stuff is not a very good word is it on wildfiretribe.life is our website and you'll be able to see some of the other things we're involved in if you feel like uh, what you're receiving from listening to this podcast and the things that we produce is of value to you then we just ask that you consider to give via Patreon or there are probably other ways uh, to whatever value you feel that you should. Yeah, absolutely. We're very grateful for everybody that is um, feeling like that's that they want to partner with us in that way. And yeah, we're very, very grateful for that. We're in relationship with people that are on their own unique walks and we just want to cheer you on. And that's not a conventional way of doing ministry, I guess, of having a business, of doing about, you know, doing work. And uh, we, yeah, we, it's interesting because we don't even know what the days of the week are sometimes. And that's not because we're in this constant place of retirement. It's because we're in this place where we don't do Monday to Friday. We just do every single day and every we're single day. We're refreshed and we're rejuvenated. Yeah. And every single day looks different. You know, we're producing podcasts, we're working on film work, we're doing production, we're doing, um, we, we're doing mentoring, we're hanging out with uh, people and just walking alongside them. We're a part of uh, groups all across the world where we're just cheering people on in their own unique expression of what it is that is outworking in their lives. And that's our, that's our in and out. That's our breathing and, and being in the fullness of who he's created us to be. And, and we love it. And we're so grateful for all of those that partner with us in different ways that come into contact with the different things that we have um, on offer to encourage you in your walk and those that have been encouraged and uh, supported our 
um, the wildfire tribe, we're really grateful for that. It's an interesting one too, isn't it, Kylie? Because even though we're called wildfire tribe and in some ways people would refer to what we do as being ministry, it's really almost a back to front and upside down design, which is to be expected with us because that seems to be what our life feels like. Yeah. It's upside down and back to front. We're not trying to draw people into our circle and keep people in our circle. We're really in the the uh, business, which is probably not the right word, but we're in the business of, like Kylie said, cheering you on. So if you feel like you have God telling you that you know, he has this adventure for you in your future. You're trying to start a tribe or a gathering or a community or whatever it is that you're doing in your life at the moment. If you feel like you may need refreshment or revelation or relationship with people to spur you on, then we might be your people. That's what we enjoy doing. We enjoy helping people begin things, set them up, come back at another time if you feel like you need refreshment. And we can cheer you on. That's what we're in the business of doing is cheering you on. So that's our heart. That's what we do over and over and over again. That's what we love doing. We also love creating our own. We love creating our own adventures from scratch as well. That We've been on many adventures over the years in nature, in the great outdoors, on motorbikes, hiking, etc. I just saw a fish jump out of the water just then. That is awesome. And we've been very grateful over all of our adventures to have people support our ideas as well so we want to be a part of that revolution of of supporting others as well just like we've been supported in what we do yeah absolutely it's exciting times because i feel like rising up within so many people are unique beautiful ideas they're wonderful things that people want to do in their own communities that in their own family or even with different groups across the world and it's very exciting just to see all the different you know what's going to be really exciting for me one day is when you stop using the word exciting i know you'll be pretty excited about that won't you we are creative people And God has recently given me a vision of what that means for us in our life. And what that means for me, what he showed me personally, was that what he has for me, for however long it is, because I also know that seasons come and go, but what he has for me right now is to scoop up pieces of creation and share them with other people. Mm, It's beautiful. So that is what this podcast is right now. That is what it is when we are drawing, painting, when Kylie is writing music and singing in our house, when Kylie is doing video work, etc., like some of the things that she is involved in now, all of the things that we do as a couple, as a wildfire tribe, involves scooping up pieces of creation and sharing it with the world. It's true. Out of that place of scooping up creation and sharing it with the world, I just believe there is a never-ending flow of provision from God regarding what it is that we can share. And it's in our now. And I think that's, that's the part that 
you know, we want to encourage everybody in is there now, like those things that you feel led to do now, those things that you're opening up now. Because um, you said the other day when we were on our way to a meeting and you were just like this river flowing of revelation, you said, plants don't live on rain that's coming. Plants don't live on rain that is yet to come. I think it might have been something like that, yes. And that just flowed out of my mouth in that moment. And the people that are drawn to us, the people that we're also in return drawn to, are creative people like ourselves that maybe have this new offering for the world, this new co-creation with the God of the universe that the world has never seen before, that their friends and family are telling them, is not a good idea because nobody's done that before. Why would you take on and why would you do that thing that not very many people do or the people have tried to do and failed in? Why would you take a risk on doing something that is potentially not going to happen or be successful for you? Then that has been the path that we have walked because we've been listening to God's voice to tell us to do so. Exactly. You said fresh fire licking the lips of those that are prepared to be renewed. And I feel like that fresh fire is what you're talking about. You also said something about the fire cannot consume what is already burnt. You know, and I feel like so many of us have walked through this time where our lives have become ashes. And out of those ashes is rising. He's giving us beauty for ashes. And out of that is rising a fresh fire, a fire that actually, (laughs) it doesn't even consume things. It's like this place of warmth and like light and... Yeah, the other day we were walking past, as we do every day, we go for a walk with our little dog who keeps us refreshed in the afternoon. He just cannot bear past about four o'clock in the afternoon the thought that he won't get to go for a walk and he starts scratching on the door and yelping and doing his horrible little yappy bark and so we have to take him for a walk and as we walked past a place that we walked past virtually every day I saw a, a patch of ground that somebody has recently burnt off and over the last month or so that patch of grass has been rejuvenated with one particular type of grass and it's thriving it's way way greener than all of the grass all around it and it has been revived through that refining fire there are seeds in the ground that require fire to actually sprout exactly it's like those seeds get cracked open in that fire and then new life can come forth in that place they lie, they lie dormant for years and years and years and years in the soil you don't even know that they are there until that refining fire passes by and rejuvenates them and makes them open up and become all of that it is that they were destined to become even whilst they were sitting there right in the soil unnoticed so if that's your path, if that's what you feel like is happening in your life right now, that you're that dormant seed, that you don't even feel like anybody can even see you. You don't even feel like you're even noticed in life, that people just step on you, step over you, step all around you, step past you, don't realize that you exist. But you know deep down that all you need is 
some kind of refreshment, some kind of refining moment to help you sprout and come into the fullness of who you are, then get in touch with the Wildfire Tribe people, Kylie and myself. That is where we like to operate in those places of helping people realize their dreams. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we really, really do. Here's another one of those rewords, and this is another thing you said in your river of revelation the other day as we were driving along to an amazing gathering with some beautiful people who are also big dreamers that we love to encourage. You said releasing creative dunamis fire. And dunamis, there is a its Greek philosophical meaning is for power, potential, and ability. So it's like this creative power, this creative potential, this creative ability that's being released, this fresh fire, this fresh fire for now, this fire that's burning up the things that we don't need anymore. Don't wait for revival. Away. Don't wait for it. Don't no. wait for what people speak in some circles as being the revival that's yet to come where you gather and people start crying and snot starts flying out of them in a collective community and we all metanoia, you know, we all decide that we're sinful people and we need to confess our sins and we have these turnaround moments which are possible and which are beautiful and which are absolutely happening all of the time right across the world. But revival is in you right now and it's available in you every moment of every day. You do not have to wait for other people to join and hold hands with you to bring about something new. Just step into it. Stop waiting. The world is waiting for what it is that you have to release to the world. We are crying out for people that are creative to release their creativity in the world so that we can celebrate you. Absolutely. It's this beautiful place of freshness, refreshment like spiritual birth it's this place where just like you're talking about renewal of our mind it's that constant revival within ourselves that brings us into that new place every day that we remind ourselves who we already are we are the beautiful new creation we are the essence of Jesus everything that he was and he is we are and greater things than these that is our ev our daily revival within ourselves is bringing ourselves into the awareness of what already is every morning when we wake up stepping into the fullness of who we already are and outworking that allowing ourselves to just stand in that fresh fire igniting within us the dreams and desires of our heart and walking forward into those things knowing that within us is the creator of all things and together we co-create with him a beautiful new future together filled with creative energy with beauty with frequency the frequency of love and the fullness of life I'm really enjoying the sunshine here today down by the river and hopefully there isn't too much wind noise in our microphones the microphones seem to cope with it quite well it's just so beautiful to be outside in God's creation and absorbing his sun rays, to be witnessing his clouds, to be witnessing his trees and the grass, the plants blowing in the wind and the ducks and the fish. It's just like this motion picture 
artwork, isn't it, in, in every sense. And it's, it's, it's felt by every sense that you have and every combination of senses and all of the other senses that we've spoken about in the past that are not necessarily just the five senses. His creation outside your door, outside your home, is just crying out for you to enter into it and acknowledge its existence and be awakened to who you are. Exactly. You said something else the other day that I thought was really amazing. You were talking about... Are you doing me quotes? Yeah. Well, maybe just before you start to do that, you should say, uh, by the way, I just want to share with you a quote that Sean Henderson (laughs) came up with the other day or a book. I've just got a quote here out of a book written by Sean Henderson. Yeah. Yes, and I do like have like a book's worth of stuff written down of amazing things you've said over the years. You were talking about babies and you said God sends babies for us to learn how things should be. It's that childlike faith. You know, it's that... That's it's, interesting. It's, a lot of those things I don't actually necessarily recall saying because it just comes in that flow, doesn't it? You know, when, yeah. when, you're, just, when you're just allowing the spirit to flow through your mouth, that it just comes out, but... Even as you just remind me of that, it just makes me think of Jesus in his baby form. Yeah. And why did God send a baby to the world to change the world when, as we know, all things are possible with God? He could have sent a person at the age of 30 to just arrive. Exactly. I know there's something very precious in that. You were also saying that there are people being born every day with news for us that is good news because they're coming into this space refreshed. They are this, oh, and that reminds me of like rejuvenated was another one of those words. An example was a marathon runner can become rejuvenated or etymologically made young again by sleeping or eating after a long race. Rejuvenate is to rejuvenate someone is to make that person feel young and strong again. To rejuvenate something is to make it like new once more. It's like that place of all those rewords, like renew, rejuvenate, refresh, bringing us into that place of childlike wonder, bringing us into that place of there's something very special about the beginning. Before we forgot who we were, before we unlearnt everything, you know, before we let go of the goodness and picked up all the negativity and all the bad things that are happening in our world. And this isn't to say that we aren't surrounded by difficulties and trouble and trauma and all of those different things, but there is a bigger picture. There is something beautiful being worked out or being outworked and that is why don't we try something completely new Kylie with our world because our world as it has been functioning for the last couple of thousand years has really just been operating in the same kinds of systems the same kinds of institutions the same kinds of education yeah I agree where children are born in a state of having an ability and a capacity to absorb so much information, speak multiple languages by the age of five, be okay with dreaming that the things that they dream are real. They have a real abundant existence where when they're tired, they just lie down for a moment and get refreshed and get back up and 
do what they want to do and just really enjoy life. You never see a child sort of running around, throwing dirt in the air, going, I can't wait to go to work one day. You you never see a child just so upset with the fact that they get freedom to dig in the sand that they would rather get a nine to five job. You know, so why do we continually treat our children the same way to get the same results? You know, over the centuries, children are born, they go to school, they go to infants, primary, university. There's various different options that you have along the way. That's generally it. You then put about 40 to 50 years into hopefully the same kind of job to then, as we were talking about before, retire and then hopefully have a little bit of health and a little bit of time to fit in some stuff that you've always really wanted to do before you just cark it and die and you get buried in a box or you get burnt. Why are we in such a desperate hurry to keep on repeating those same things over and over to move our children from being those precious little innocent beings into this system that really tapers off into that retirement home and death package. Is there not alternatives? I think there is, but it's very, very hard to find time in our life to carve out or to make become what we would rather be living within. This is that not the life. revival that we're waiting for? Is that not where the revival that we're screaming out for is actually supposed to come from? It's not actually a, a moment of, I'm such a such an unworthy person that the God that created the world can't possibly love me. Maybe the revival that we're waiting for is that realisation that things can be done completely back to front. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's time for that. Why don't we give that a try? Yeah, why I don't agree. We, why don't we come more, it says it in the Bible, you know, about becoming more childlike or have childlike faith. Why don't we focus on listening more to what children have to teach us rather than what it is that we have to teach them that brings the same results over and over and over. Exactly. And I think it's not just children, but it's also people that are just young in coming into the revelation of who they are because there's like a fearlessness in that place as well where you just flow with this revelation of, wow, you're loved. Wow, there is like a limitlessness to my life now that I didn't even realise I had or was possible. It's like those newly awakened Christian people, you know, that that we've seen in our past, that we've been in our past, that we've been surrounded by and witnessed over and over and over again. And any person in any Christian circle can identify what it is that we're talking about. A newly realized person and what Christian people called a newly saved person has this vitality about their life where they believe that all things are possible, where they believe that they can pray for people to be healed and they will be healed, where every story that is told of miracles, etc., is like this massive eye-opening moment where it's just like, where can I find out more about that? Where can I be involved in that? You know, Where can I fly to in the world where this is going on? And then we see sometimes in these circles that that childlike faith is also told that those things are for other people or for later or not necessarily for you or they could be but first let's just make sure that you're discipled correctly before Mm. you just go running off around the world following 
signs and wonders. We'll just put you in this little safe box for a while so you can be protected because you don't know what's going to happen. Because the God that created you that you've just woken up to, the fact that the God created you, loves you, etc., really wants you now to be contained. So why? <laughs> that's just another one of those systems that has been in place for a long time and I don't think there would be many people in those sorts of circles that could deny that that's the case. Why don't we just give it a go where we allow those newly saved people to enliven us, to teach us about their first love, to remind us of what it's like in that moment of realisation that the God that created the world created me and created exactly. you. And he loves you and me uniquely. Why don't we allow people new in their realisation, in their faith walk to exactly. enliven us? Yeah. Why do we turn it the other way around? Because we're told to go and make disciples, to step out into the world and tell people the good news, the good news yep. that God loves you. But then there's not a lot of good news after that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to read a, a little bit of an excerpt from my book, The New Now. I'll just read this part. This, my beautiful friends, is the space where something supernatural is set into motion where we can be seated in rest and still find ourselves immersed in the limitless places of acceleration. Accelerated revelation, accelerated absorption and truth. We're stepping into a time of discovering and understanding wisdom that has been stored up for such a time as this and knowing wisdom herself. It is time to understand that we are all just beginning that we are all in this new now together, together in oneness. We live in the times where we can receive a download of information right onto the hard drive of our mind, where we can be given an increased capacity to process this information and turn it into new technologies, new solutions and higher ways of functioning. It is a time of wild supernatural encounters. Many will look like unsolvable problems from the outside but become divine hope and wondrous solutions in the spirit. As many long-time believers often call people who, are only, who have only just come into the revelation of who Jesus is, baby Christians or new Christians, I'm here to tell you that there will be a limitless release of godly wisdom to these young ones, to these beautiful new creation sons. Yes, we declare a limitless flow of his goodness, not just double or triple, even 100 fold, for we are moving into the limitlessness of the age of the kingdom, the age of perfection in him. They are not to be relegated to junior positions of faith for these hungry ones, these bold and courageous ones, these ones who have just realized that there is a light within them and have switched it on. They will run like the wind. They will not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. They will love with a love so ferocious that it begins to set the world on fire. People will look and they will say, these are those that we've been waiting for. These are the sons. They will know him. They will know the way, the truth and the life of Yeshua. These are the ones who will bring forth restoration. These are the children of light. What he did for us, so unfathomable, so inconceivable, has meant that we are able to live an everlasting life of divine health and immortality. And by this light that shines from these passionate ones, we can see the impossible become possible in our lives. And we are able to step into the fullness of of a life of freedom and hope lived in the light. Wow, that's really beautiful. And it's it's all 
similar words with the same message as exactly what I was just saying. Wasn't it crazy? Realize you're about to say that. <laughs> so why don't we become rejuvenated by these people? These people newly awakened. These so in some circles you'll see that the young ones are sent elsewhere until such time as they settle down a bit and lose some energy and then they come back into the building with the older people who can sit still for a while who are a bit more serious who are learning more serious stuff why don't we allow those young people to inject some life into the stale old crustiness we want to make sure they're theologically sound <laughs> <laughs> want to make sure they know their Bible. <laughs> and I'm not saying those things are not good things. But what I am saying in that is like we were having this conversation the other day where I am one of those people that is highly challenged by people that just have this really deep remembrance of the things that they've learnt about God and the things that they've learnt, the, the theology that they know and the Bible verses they can recite because I'm not wired like that. So those people challenge me. And so I have to always be coming into those situations out of a place of love, knowing that I've walked a unique journey with him where he flows through me differently. I just I don't work like that where I can astound all the theological scholars with my infinite wisdom of, you know, amazing nonstop Bible verses. But what we have walked is that relational existence with him. Yeah, And exactly. it's not as though Kylie and I do not read our Bibles either. No. Uh, and I probably, we love in the some Bible. ways, I probably memorize or have the ability to remember uh, passages within the Bible better than you. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a realization of of who God is in your life because you don't memorize Bible verses. And strange enough, back to the conversation we're having about newly realized people of Mm. who they are, they don't have the Bible learnt off by heart at the beginning of their faith existence either. No, but there is something deep within them that when you come into that moment of remembering who you are, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I am connected to my father. Oh, I'm connected in Jesus. Like, wow, I have access to all of these things. I remember now because it's not that that isn't the truth. It's that that is the truth. We just forgot that that was the truth. Like when we first came into being in that spark of light, when we chose, when we signed up for this crazy assignment, we're coming to the earth. Like, But we, it's his love that breaks through everything. It is. It that awakening is. moment for everybody is the realization of his love. Of his love. Yeah, it is. And so as you progress through your, your Christian existence... At any time where you start to forget that reality is where you walk into these difficulties of wilderness wandering, where you, for some reason you start to believe that there's things that you need to do to be in his favor and in his love again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that can come about through education. Mm. That can come about through Bible college. Yeah. That can come about by attending church. None of those things are are wrong. But the reality of our whole existence on earth is that God loves us all of the time, Mm. at all times. Yeah. When he picks 
you up and looks in your eyes, what does he see? He sees himself. He sees himself. <laughs> he created you in his image. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful picture because then you don't have to be overwhelmed by the things that you're not. You can just be in the knowing of everything that he is because that is who he sees. So if it's difficult to read your Bible or you keep falling to sleep when you do or you can't make sense of it or you've been in a connect group or a Bible study or you've done online Bible reading in a year or whatever it is that you've done to try and get through it to get the Bible into you, I just give you permission right now to just put it down and remember. I love that. Remember. Remember. Yeah. Member with the re on the front. Yeah. It's almost, you are a member yeah. of him. You are a member. Yeah. You are a part yeah. of it all. You're a part of his creation. Yeah. You're a Remember. part of the ecclesia. Yeah. The ecclesia. Yes. Do you have to be a part of an ecclesia? How could you not be a part of an ecclesia, actually? How could you, how could you ever feel like you were not a part of an ecclesia and therefore feel like you're condemned to some existence outside of that gathering and you're not doing a very good job of your Christian walk? When the ecclesia, the body, the church, is a part of him, it's not possible to not be a part of him when he created you to be you. That's right. You've never been separate from him. Mm, exactly. Remembering is not remembering that you were separate from him. Yeah. It's remembering that you never were. Yeah. And it's like that remembering, becoming, realizing that again and again you're a part of the body, like the ecclesia, his body, the kingdom of God. Like we're, we're all woven into that. Nobody is excluded. Everyone is included. You're always needed. You're always loved. No matter what you do, no matter what you think, yep. no matter what you read, no matter what somebody tells you. Yeah. But the best way for you to know that is to have your own relationship with the creator of the world. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what does that look like, though? Like, how would you say that? What does that look like? For what that looks that's like going? right now for the person who's listening to this podcast who's never considered before that that's even possible, what that looks like is to turn the podcast off as soon as I finish talking. Don't put anything else on. Don't go outside. Don't do anything else different. Lie down where you are. And that may be difficult if you're driving a car or that's <laughs> just come along for the ride anyway. If you're able to lie down, close your eyes and think about creation and who created it mm. and ask him what he thinks about you. I love it. And wait. Mm. Don't keep asking. You'll hear his voice. It might look like words. He may speak just in the same way that you're hearing my voice now. Mm. He may not, but you will know if you just listen. You'll know his voice and he will, he will let mm. you know that he loves you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a relationship with God. Yeah, I love it. And you just so go beautiful. from there. Yeah. And when you get up and you go about your day, you go back to whatever it is that you were doing, if at any time... You feel like you've forgotten what you heard in that moment. Just ask him to do it again. I love it. You don't always have to lie down. You don't always have to be around the same people where it happened the first time. You don't always have to have a Bible in your hand. 
there's no rules in this relationship. Yeah. He did not create you to be separate from him. Yeah. You may believe that he did. You may think that he did. You may have circumstances in your life that have told you that he did. Yeah. And you're not a filthy sinner. You're a glorious new creation. You're loved. He doesn't have a job for you. No. You don't work for him. He is your father. <laughs> He's your father your and he loves you. Yeah. He's your friend. And you don't have to do stuff for him yeah. to make him love you mm. or to show the world that God exists. Yeah. You just have a relationship with him. And if he says to you, Kylie, why don't you write a song today? Mm. Just write a song. Yeah, I love it. And if he says to you, Stephen, why don't you buy a coffee for that person at the front of the line in the cafe? Why don't you just do that? Yeah. There's no rules. Yeah, there's no rules. There's no, you've got it all wrong, you have to repent over and over and over again. Yeah. A repentance, a metanoia is turning back to the realisation of who you are. Yeah. And once we really begin to step out of our comfort zones and become the river of life in our lives... We allow him to flow through us in a way that is tangible love to the world around us. It's like what you were saying before, scooping up creation. You know, it's sharing that within which we have been given to create. And it's bringing life to everything around us. If you've had your awakening moment, do you know what's available to you, Kylie? Everything. Put a re on the front of awaken. Re-awakening. It can be again and again and again. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a one-off thing. Yeah. It's a limitless space. If where... you've gone to sleep again, be reawakened. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And all of those things, all of those things that we desire to see as Christian people, you know, renewal, refreshment, revival, revolution, you know, like all of those things, we're wanting, they're all things that we're desiring to have again and again and again because really within us is the desire of our father to see life and life in abundance sometimes i think that our thinking is so structured from our education that we forget how to think in other ways Mm. we think as we spoke about in our podcast last week the black and the white we forget that there's shades in between and colors too yeah you know when jesus was speaking to nicodemus and he told nicodemus that he couldn't possibly understand the things beyond the natural stuff that's on earth what we call the natural nowadays the fleshy parts of our existence unless like how could he not understand that he needed to be born again and i just submit to you that the born again that jesus was speaking of could mean that it's available not just as a one-off event either. I love it. Like possibly Reborn. like new every morning, like new, new every, morning. every morning, fresh bread. If you've been born again, if you believe that you've had your salvation moment and that that moment is a one-off affair and that you'll never feel like that ever again and you try and remember what that moment was like and how amazing it was and how in love with God it was at that time and that you think that it's a one-off affair and it can't happen again, then I challenge you to see if you can be reborn. I love it. Again and again and again. Remember Mm -hmm. your first love. Be reborn. 
just quoting the words of Sean Henderson from a recent encounter I had with his with a divine download that was flowing through him a few days ago. Is that a good lead in? <laughs> well, we might have to rework that. <laughs> um, you said it's fresh and it's new and it's here like the dew. That's why it has rained. He's brought the fresh. Revival is old. Refreshment is new. Be renewed. Renewing of your mind is inside your soul. Renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. (laughs) I actually have a reference here from Jeremiah 31. I'm just going to look that up and see what that is. So between now and the next time that you hear our podcast, look for those opportunities in your language where you feel like a word is limiting you. Look for those opportunities to change that word into something else or see if the prefix RE fits on the front of it. Realignment rather than alignment. We've spoken before about body, soul and spirit and the alignment of those three parts of us. But perhaps that suggests that that it's a one-off affair. And so if you think that it's a one-off happening and you feel like your life is a bit more complicated at the moment than it should be, you've thought you had everything in order, that everything was in alignment, maybe you just need to realize that alignment can also be realignment, that you can do it again. Yeah. Things are not just necessarily a one-off and then that is done. I like it. You don't just build a house, even if it has a solid foundation, that just stands there forever and never needs any renovation or remodeling. Mm, I love it. Jeremiah 31, this is uh, 25. There's a few different little bits here I'll read. I have satiated the weary soul and I have replenished every sorrow of her soul, for I will satisfy the weary soul and every languishing soul I will replenish, for I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. A replenishment. Yeah. If you feel like you're in a state of deconstruction, get used to it. It's a good place to be. Deconstruction, reconstruction. Mm. It's a, a fluid motion a fluid cycle of movement. God has not created us to be created, to be able to be active, to then just sit in one location. He's created us for movement as well. If deconstruction is the word that you think that your life is in right now, then be reconstructed. Be okay with at some stage in the future that that may be an ongoing process. We are quite often in the business of trying to complete a job so that we can call it done so that we can relax and retire but perhaps our life of fluidity and motion is actually supposed to continue that same way to constantly be renewed and refreshed and rejuvenated I love it. So another one of the great things you were saying the other day um, about letting go of the dead wood in our lives, you know, and I think that's part of that process where we allow that fire to come in and consume. Not the the, refining fire. (laughs) The refining fire that comes in to bring new life. It is this place of being refreshed in the fire. 
Like that's pretty wild, isn't it? I just see that picture of like what you were explaining before when we were going on our walk and we saw that whole patch that had kind of been burnt by this little mini roadside bushfire and that whole patch was just replenished with all of this gorgeous grass looking so much healthier and revived so much better than all the other grass that was around it that hadn't burnt. It's just amazing to think that you could go through the replenishing fire, the refreshing fire and come out fabulously new. You see it on vines too, Kylie. It's spoken of in the Bible with pruning, etc. on vines and trees and the like. When you think about it, think about it in nature it's not as though a tree and I can see thousands of them all around us right now it's not as though a tree grows to a certain height and just stops and that's the beginning you know that's the end of its growth forever there's a constant evolution revolution going on within Mm. its limbs and within its leaves that's what life is it's constantly having bits that that die off and drop off and new bits re-sprout as well so is it too much to consider that Our lives also require that same sort of movement where things we once believed, we drop off and new things grow. I love it. And the other word I was thinking about re as well is return. Like return to the remembrance of who we always have been. Like it's like that return is an interesting word because turning in itself is like this motion of around and around and around. So to return, we're going round and around and around again and again and again. It's like Recycling that. is good. Yeah, recycling. Cycling is good too, but it's different to recycling. It is. But recycling is reusing something, repurposing. Mm. There's lots of re-words that people are going to start noticing in their days now after listening to this podcast. We thank you for listening and re-listening. We thank you for sharing our podcast with other people. We thank you that you would return and listen again next time that we're on as well yeah absolutely if you want to find out more about us jump on the website wildfiretribe.life there's heaps of different things you can be involved with there or you can just jump on to our socials and say hi we would love to hear from you if you are in australia and it's november-ish october november 2023 and you want to join and meet people just like us that are on that never-ending cycle of rejuvenation, refreshment and renewal. There is actually a gathering in Mildura in Victoria, early November 2023. So if you feel like you would like to know more about that, that you would like to meet hundreds of people that are on this adventure of renewal, then sing out to us, reach out to us via our website would be the best place to go. And we would love to give you information about that. We would love to meet you there. Uh, We would be abundantly excited to have you there. Absolutely. I just want to leave you before we go um, with one last reword and that is reimagine and that is yeah just reimagine reimagine with god what things could be like reimagine as in imagine over and over again that's beautiful hey what do we do here what are we doing reimagining <laughs> 
No, we're cheering you on, guys. We are cheering you on. Get in touch if you feel like you have a dream that you just not sure how to get it off the ground or you need some some direction or you need some advice. We've been in and out of business and done many, many different things across our lifetime. And we look forward to being able to help you if we can. Yeah, absolutely. Have an amazing week, guys. Been a blessing to share a little bit of your day with you. Be refreshed. Yeah, be refreshed. See you next time.